Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, she's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. We're going to have a great and fantastic show, and uh, hopefully lots of information. It'll come so fast, you'll just blow your mind. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer, and I've got a few things I want to mention before we bring on our guest. As I promised you yesterday, we will have Michael Cutler on with us here in just a few minutes. For such a time as this, O most gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you, Abba Father. You are the great I am, and we thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. Father, as we enter in today's show, I ask your blessings upon it, and I ask that you make us your modern-day Davids, that we will not shy away from the enemy, but meet Goliath and destroy the evil that is attacking our land. Grant us wisdom as Solomon and courage such as David. May we be your beacon unto the world. We thank you, Father, for such a time as this, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Well, there was breaking news just before I came on the air. Due to early spring cleaning, numerous classified documents have been found in cabinets and drawers, and in the latest breaking news of the suddenly appearing classified documents, so curious, they were found in Biden's home in a little room off his garage. This does not mean... He was in any way irresponsible. There's nothing to see here, and the DOJ will make sure these papers are taken care of. Reminder that the VP, this is when he had them, did not have privilege to classify or declassify documents, and he has had these documents for many years now. But don't let that worry you. I believe they are now being found to keep them hidden. The DOJ will oblige, and Joey Bahar, she will continue to speak of the great integrity of Joe Biden and oppose that liar and thief of Donald Trump. You can bet your sweet bippy on that one. Interesting timing, don't you think? And the fact that it has taken all this time for these classified documents to surface. Just saying. But today's show is about another national security, not an issue, but a crisis. And no, we're not talking about climate change. We're talking about an invasion in our country. The immigration laws are not broken. They're just breaking the laws. As I've said before, Congress is the one who writes and passes the laws, all laws. And that is called the legislative branch. Then it is the responsibility of the executive branch to enforce these laws. But the current president is breaking the laws and shirking purposefully, his duty to the safety of this nation. I think he's busy cleaning out his closets. He isn't the first president to do so, though, so don't be deceived. We've been battling this immigration issue for many decades. If the laws are inadequate, it is the responsibility of Congress to take action. But they're busy with other things, you know. After all, they haven't even been able to define a woman yet, 
And I know they have a slush fund, though, that says they know how to pay them off. They have their noses in your health care. They wanted to make, and now, oh, my goodness, it's a, it's going to be a great debate. They want to place a statue of Zelensky in our nation's capital and hail him as a hero. So they truly are busy. Meanwhile, the bad guys are entering this country by the hundreds of thousands on the border and in planes. And they seem to exempt them from any kind of authority. Maybe the IRS will send their 80,000 new armed recruits to hunt them down and make them pay taxes. No, <laughs> don't even think that. They're here to cut to make sure the U.S. citizens are punished for making a mistake on your taxes. You see, I can only come to one conclusion. We have an invasion of illegal aliens. Yes, I said it out loud. Illegal aliens coming over the border. And we have a great number of illegal aliens flying here with the visas. And then they hide when those visas are outdated. This is happening because not only does the president want it that way, Congress seems to be okay with it, too. The wars on drugs has failed. Americans have, somebody's profiting from these things. But nothing ever changes. And the fact that the United States is now number one in human trafficking, but neither the legislative nor the executive branch of our government lift a finger or even say a word about it. We have violent rhetoric over reparations for slavery long ago, but they cannot see the slavery of today is absolutely sickening. America has homelessness in the cities like we've never seen before. There are no, lo- no longer any vagrant laws, just handouts to increase the problem. You know, with the drug problems, they, they give them safe places to shoot up. They fix that. I can only conclude that those who are in the positions of responsibility that do nothing, ignore or give up, or just they might ignore, just give a little lip service, they're okay with perhaps themselves are profiting by these egregious happenings. That's the only conclusion I can come to, because it's obvious. The laws are written. They are not broken, but they are breaking the laws, those who are responsible. If you think that all these illegals are here for jobs and here for reasons of asylum, you are extremely naive. But my guest today is not naive. Michael Cutler, retired INS senior special agent. We like to call him our super agent. And uh, welcome back, Mike. It's been a while. How are you doing? I'm terrific, Beth. Thank you so much for having me. Belatedly, Happy New Year to you and your listeners. Happy, healthy, safe, and peaceful New Year to everybody. Yes, I think 2023 is going to be quite interesting, don't you? <laughs> yeah, what's the Chinese curse? May you live in interesting times. And they, by the way, are helping to make our times still more interesting. Oh, yes. But, you know, it's both parties that have gotten us into this mess. So anybody Absolutely. who thinks that that little R or the little D after these characters' names Oh, the solution. Uh Uh-uh. And so I I want to quote one of America's foremost founding fathers, George Washington. Mm. Kind of an interesting quote. He said this during his farewell address that was uh, conducted, by the way, uh, in lower Manhattan, not far from where I live and where I used to work. And here's what George W. had to say. Um, However, political parties may now and then answer popular ends, they are likely in the course of time and things to become potent engines by which cunning, ambitious, and unprincipled men will be enabled to subvert the power of the people and to usurp for themselves the reins of government 
destroying afterwards the very engines which have listed them to unjust dominion. How is that for a quote? That's great. That was that was George Washington? George Washington, All yes, right. ma'am. At Francis Tavern during his farewell address. It's amazing. Now, what's, really, it? what's really amazing to me is this immigration con game that is being foisted on Americans going back as far as Jimmy Carter. And I worked for that uh, administration. I started with the old INS, Immigration and Naturalization Service, in 1971. And Carter demanded that immigration employees erase from our vernacular the word alien. Now, the word alien is a legal term. And if you look at any section of law, whether it's about firearms, narcotics, whatever, the laws start out with definitions, because how can you arrest somebody for possessing a firearm if you don't define what a firearm is, you see? So every section of law that deals with a particular area has a list of definitions so that we define what we're talking about. The Immigration and Nationality Act defines aliens as simply being any person who is not a citizen or national of the United States. Where's the insult? There is none. There, there is clarity, no. however. Yeah, and the, and the words matter, and they're doing a lot uh, of that. Absolutely, in, and, in everything. And by the way, <laughs> Go, if you want to know headed. what's going on, read 1984, because the, yes. the strategies used by Big Brother, by the government in 1984, are being used against America and Americans today. And by the and way, you, when people say we need an America first, well, hold on, policy, hang on, I, hang on, we're headed, uh, hang on, uh, we're headed into a break, Mike. Hang on. Okay. You're listening to CSC okay. Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Michael Cutler. Our topic today is illegal immigration, and we will be right back. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Steyer, 
and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rule America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty to your table. For those of you who want to display your patriot hearts, set your table with liberty. The new patriotic flatware pattern by Liberty Tabletop. Your dining table sets the mood for the American family and the American dream. Liberty honors our fallen heroes, the Liberty Bell. We the people with stars and stripes, our American Eagle and the Statue of Liberty. Each piece of the Liberty flatware pattern is an art with elegance, high-quality work, and high-quality 1810 stainless American steel. Each piece is unique while conveying the same patriotic message, liberty for all and we love America. Order your set now and a set as a gift for a special patriot in your life. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty home to your table. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive a discount. LibertyTabletop.com or call them 844-386-2338. And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Michael Cutler. He's retired INS senior special agent. And we're talking about illegal immigration. And it is a crisis. It is a national security. And you're absolutely right. If they wanted to fix it, they would have fixed it. And that means it's nonpartisan. The problem is nonpartisan because they both parties, well, all three of them, the independents and the socialists and whatever parties, they're all in this together. There may be a few that are dissenters, but the only conclusion we can come to, Mike, is that they want it this way. Well, yeah, so, so let me get into that. So first it started with the use of language. So we were told that these are all undocumented immigrants. Uh, so then if you oppose the entry of anybody from another country, you're anti-immigrant. And since America was a nation built by immigrants, you're anti-American. And the insult and the intimidation ramped up. And then you had Ronald Reagan come in and give us the visa waiver program at, mm. the, behest of, at the behest of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and others. Uh, interestingly, if you listen to Biden speak when he was there with the three amigos in Mexico, he talked about how the Chamber of Commerce and the labor groups all want the three countries to kind of meld together. Forget about borders or national security. And if you remember, during the Reagan administration, we started hearing about something called the Trilateral Commission. Well, the yes. Trilateral Commission was about taking down the borders between the United States, Mexico, and Canada. Are we there yet? And so um, hmm. you had the visa waiver program. You had the massive amnesty under the Reagan administration. We were told that the magnet that draws the aliens to the country is the prospect of jobs. So the law changed, and now you could punish people who knowingly hired illegal aliens, but they never hired any agents to get the work done. That's one of the dirty secrets in Washington. You know, I've testified before something like 17 hearings in the House and Senate, and when they want to con the American people, they pass a law. And they give the law a wonderful name, and it sounds like, wow, they're finally addressing the problem, but they don't fund the enforcement of the law, so whatever the law is, doesn't matter, okay? And then we also got the diversity visa. Uh, started with Reagan, George Herbert Walker Bush enacted it. Then uh, George W. Bush, when he created the Department of Homeland Security, violated the Homeland Security Act. And in fact, 
joined uh, John Hostel, the Republican chairman of the House Immigration Subcommittee during that era. Uh, I, I did a bunch of hearings for John. We worked very closely. I actually campaigned for him when the Republicans defunded his campaign. I wonder why. Talked about how the way that DHS was put together in the wake of 9-11 not only violated the Homeland Security Act, the enabling legislation, but exacerbated the problems that DHS was supposed to solve. And he said that what we wound up with was an agency that gave us immigration incoherence, making it impossible to secure the borders or enforce the immigration laws, thereby protecting the American people. This guy was a conservative Republican. Think about that. So, mm-hmm. and, he, and he made the statement, this is an interesting statement, this is part of his testimony from a hearing in which I participated in 2005. The 9-11 terrorist law came to the United States without weapons or contraband. Added customs enforcement would not have stopped 9-11 from happening. And he said that because they folded customs in with immigration. That's what ICE is. Customs has nothing to do with immigration. And customs and border protection has agriculture and customs and all of these other agencies designed to dilute the authority and ability of immigration agents to do immigration work. So he said the 9-11 terrorist law came to the United States without weapons of contraband. Added customs enforcement would not have stopped 9-11 from happening. What might have failed al-Qaeda's plan was additional immigration-focused vetting and enforcement, and so what is needed is the recognition that, one, immigration is a very important national security issue that cannot take a backseat to customs or agriculture. Two, immigration is a very complex issue, and immigration enforcement agencies need experts in immigration enforcement. And finally, three, the leadership of our immigration agencies should be shielded from political pressure to act in a way which could compromise the nation's security. By the way, almost everybody put in positions of leadership at DHS by George W. Bush had zero immigration background, which is why Host Stantler said that. And then, of course, after uh, Bush, we had Obama, who blew the doors off the hinges, his unaccompanied minor program, DACA, the efforts back then, by the way, to pass comprehensive immigration reform, and they're trying to do it again. We're hearing the same language. Oh, Once yes. we secure oh, yes. the border, then we could give legal status to people who are here illegally. Think about that. You know, Mike, uh, we have uh, such <laughs> a game that's being played, and everybody's, you know, either laughing or, or clapping at these governors that are sending illegal aliens to the, the to the uh, cities that have claimed themselves to be uh, protecting sanctuary. of them, and then they yeah sanctuary, and then they don't want them either, and uh, it's just. Here's the problem. It's just a big show. It's just a big show. Go ahead. The problem is interior enforcement has never happened. And when I testified before the Immigration Reform Caucus five weeks after 9-11, I was removed as an agent the very next day, by the way, ostensibly because I had injured my leg executing warrants with the FBI and the New York City Police Department. Uh, But, you know, in government, the truth will set you free. But the point that I made is we need an immigration enforcement tripod of equal, a tripod of equal length legs and equal strength legs. The Border Patrol enforces the laws between ports of entry. The inspectors, a job I did for the first four years of my career, enforce the laws at ports of entry. But what's always been ignored and neglected purposely is interior enforcement. It's remarkable that now we're hearing from the Republicans, we don't need 87,000 IRS agents, we need 87,000 pardon me, Border Patrol agents, what we really need are 87,000 ICE agents. And it's not just the Mexican border. As you pointed out, they're coming in. Aliens come in legally, illegally through the Canadian border, international airports. We have 95,000 miles of coastline. 
So why are we focused only on the Mexican border? Well, let me be clear. The Mexican border is very dangerous. There have been open hearings going back to 2018 about how Hezbollah, Hezbollah is an Iranian-backed terrorist organization. Hezbollah is operating with human traffickers and drug smugglers to flood narcotics and people into the United States, including sleeper agents. The Mexican border must be secured. And then you heard the lies when Trump wanted to put up the border wall. The Republicans refused to fund it. Absolutely. They controlled both houses during the first two years of the Trump administration. In point of fact, the border wall was never designed to stop anybody from entering the country. Now, if that sounds strange, it isn't. The border wall was not supposed to block ports of entry, only make certain that people had to go through ports of entry to be vetted the way you go through TSA before you get on an airplane. Think about going to the ballpark to watch a ball game, football game, baseball game. Fans are not allowed to traipse across the field. You're expected to go through a gate, buy a ticket, and maybe go through a metal detector. That gate is the analogy of a port of entry through which aliens are expected to enter when they come to America. Why, then, did the Republicans not want to fund the border wall? And what about the Democrats who used to link immigration to the jobs and wages of Americans? In fact, it was during the Depression that FDR ramped up immigration enforcement because he recognized that if you flooded America with foreign workers, you would drive down wages and displace Americans. The, the Democrats used to be the party of the working American. I registered as a Democrat when I was back in college. I hate to tell you how many decades ago to stay <laughs> with the party of the middle class and blue collar working Americans. They are now betraying the very base that brought them to power. Both sides are united in this war against the middle class and against wages and opportunities for American citizens. Am I getting anything wrong here, Beth? No, I don't think so. You know, and I, I'm thinking back here just recently or just a few days ago, I think it was Sunday, when President Biden finally went to the border. <clears throat> All things are going to be fixed now, aren't they, Mike? <laughs> you know, that dog and pony show, I, I, I understand it's not official, but I heard a rumor that the ASPCA was there to make certain that no animals were harmed in that dog and pony show that they created. <laughs> well, and, you know, they, not in a humanitarian way, they cleared the... They cleared the path, let's put it that way, for the president to be there. So it would be a nice yep. little picture. And and I don't know if you read, I'm sure you did, Governor Abbott's uh, uh, letter to the president. But, you know, I'm kind of, uh, no, I'm not an uh, Abbott fan anyway, because Abbott should have stopped this a long time ago. These governors, they can do a lot more than what they're doing, can't they? Not really. The Supreme Court has ruled that immigration is the responsibility of the federal government. And the federal government can't have it both ways. On the one hand, they don't want the states involved. But on the other hand, the feds don't want to do the job either. Look, I, I have a new name for the people coming across the border. If we can't call them aliens, let's call them what they are. And this is, I think, a, a different take. Why don't we call them clients? They are clients <laughs> for immigration law firms, and they are clients for these NGOs, non-government organizations, that laughably call themselves nonprofits. It's remarkable that in that humongous, outrageous uh, omnibus spending bill was $4 billion to address the border crisis. Not one penny can be used to secure the border. This is all about providing the people who come across the border with housing and medical care and you name it, and they're going to get it. 
So uh, understand, this is money that's going to organizations that I'm certain make campaign contributions. In fact, there was a report, and I write extensively for yep. Front Page Magazine, we're, and I wrote a piece about it because Judicial Watch we're, we're, did a report. Oh, is there a commercial coming? Yeah, we're headed into a break, All right. and I do want to talk about that. Uh, you know, these NGOs, nonprofit organizations, they make a lot of profit. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Michael Cutler, retired INS Senior Special Agent, and we will be right back. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We are halfway through the show, Mike. It's best as hour of the day. Um, we're talking about the illegal... Well, actually, we're talking about the national security crisis. Yeah. And it's been created <laughs> by both the Republicans and the Democrats. It's for profit. There's no doubt in my mind. It's not just profit, though. They're trying to tear this country down. And um, they're doing a rapid job of it. Aren't they? It's the demolition team. I call them the Republicrats, okay? Um, and when they and when they claim they're fighting with each other, it's like watching wrestling when I was a kid. You know, the, the, the tag teams would beat the snot out of each other, and uh, you thought that they, they were killing each other because they spritzed ketchup on each other and probably went out and had dinner afterwards and had a good laugh as they got their they checks for the services rendered. <laughs> so let's understand. This goes back to George Washington. Campaign contributions is Orwellian for bribes. I was mm. not allowed to accept so much as a cup of coffee or a glass of soda when I was on duty. The most I could accept was a glass of ice water. You look at how much money is being pumped into political campaigns. And right after 9-11, the news media was all over the issue. The Congress was all over it. I did all those hearings. I provided testimony to Sheila Jackson Lee at two hearings. She was on board with the need to secure borders and foster laws. I don't know if your listeners remember, but two, six months to the day after 9-11, two of the dead terrorists, including the ringleader, Mohammed Atta, these two terrorists were in the cockpits of the two planes that slammed into the World Trade Center just 10 miles from my house, were granted permission to go to flight school. Six months after the attack, they were dead. Everyone knew they were terrorists, and immigration screwed up royally through a contractor that was given the money to send out immigration documents and letters and so forth on behalf of the agency. Somehow the agency could no longer do its own functions. And this is the, the, the nonsense of let's privatize. What they do is they get rid of federal employees, bring in lower paid private workers, lower paid because the company itself, its executives, have to make a profit. And then the government brags, we cut down on the number of civil servants. No, you didn't. <laughs> you have the same number of employees but lower quality, and, and the beat goes on. It's like when we hire programmers from other countries. By the way, Alan Greenspan testified to Schumer back in 2009, said that the solution to wage inequality, to take care of these privileged elite, imagine that term, privileged elite, high-tech American middle-class workers who have advanced degrees, was to make them compete with foreign workers to drive down their wages, and then you greatly reduce inequality in wages between Americans with skills and those with lesser skills. So in other words, the middle class will become the working poor, and now the working poor will have no one to be envious of. This is communism. It's about the destruction of the middle class by design. It's plain and simple. But I wrote an article back in May when they were thinking about canceling Title 42, and, of course, we're, we're back at that again. 
Yes. But I, in my article, I included some links of, of articles that are really important. And here was the Judicial Watch article. Nonprofit gets no-bid U.S. contract after hiring Biden official $17 million in unused hotels for migrants. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, let me read this paragraph from this because it will blow your mind. The group that received this lucrative no-bid award, Endeavors, had never provided beds for all-inclusive emergency family residential services when ICE hired it to do so. Ordered is found. The orders were from the Inspector General. They based their article on an, an Inspector General report. Formerly known as Family Endeavors, a Texas-based nonprofit claims to passionately serve vulnerable people in crisis through its innovative, personalized approach. Last year, a national news outlet reported that Endeavors won a colossal $530 million government contract just months after it hired a Biden administration official, Andrew Lorenzen Strait, as its senior director for migrant services. Nonprofit, $530 million, and then they yeah. were given $17 million for beds never used. Uh, you know, they're pushing for comprehensive immigration reform all over again. Um, the idea that we're going to give millions of people lawful status, they evaded the inspections process. They trespassed on America. Schumer wanted a law that would make trespassing on government installations a five-year crime, but Schumer's okay with giving aliens who trespass on America a pathway to citizens. Think about the contradiction and the hypocrisy. Now, understand that the 9-11 Commission staff report on terrorist travel started out with this little paragraph. This is the preface. It is perhaps obvious to state that terrorists cannot plan and carry out attacks in the United States if they're unable to enter the country. Yet prior to September 11, while there were efforts to enhance border security, no agency of the U.S. government thought of border security as a tool in the counterterrorism arsenal. I, I want to know who was running those agencies that's that ignorant, okay? A lot of villages were missing their idiots when they sent them to head up these agencies. <laughs> but the article, comes, but that quote goes on to say this. Indeed, even after 19 hijackers demonstrated the relative ease of obtaining a U.S. visa. See, it's not just running the border, but obtaining visas and gaining admission into the United States. Border security still is not considered a cornerstone of national security policy. We believe for reasons we discussed in the following pages that it must be made one. So we're being told that it's reasonable and appropriate that we will take 11 million, and that number of 11 million has been around for 20 years, and give them legal status. First of all, Princeton University, MIT, several others, in 2018 estimated there were at least double that number of illegals into the 22, 23 million range. I think that's a low number, too. Since Biden came in, we've supposedly let in 5 million more. We have no idea who we've let in. By the way, it just took 19 hijackers on 9-11 to destroy more property and kill more people than we lost to the Japanese fleet at Pearl Harbor. Think of that. So we're talking about these huge numbers. But the number that no one is talking about, uh, you know, there's a question that, that I'm going to ask you and your audience, that it's going to sound like what was the color of George Washington's white horse, but that's not really the question. The question is, what, how many aliens would get lawful status if we legalized 25 million illegal aliens? Now, most people say to me, Mr. Cutler, it's obvious, 25 million, and that's where you're wrong. Because what no one talks about is once you legalize an alien, and I agree with the law and the principle, okay, you immediately give that alien the complete authority, the absolute right to bring in all of their minor children and their right. spouses. So if each alien on average has four kids, we're looking at an influx of 100 million aliens. 
and immediately they would have to be enrolled in our schools, and the school system is already crumbling. The Congressional Budget Office did a study back in 2006 that found that it costs 20 to 40 percent more to educate kids who can't speak, read, or write English, right? Look at the impact on the environment, on the economy. You want to talk about sustainability? They will all need electricity and water and sewerage. And by the way, while we're talking about water, there's a drought in the West. We all know it, right? Forget the storm that's inundating California right now. There's a huge drought. Riverbeds are, are being exposed. Every person here needs an average of 100 gallons of water per day. I did a little bit of digging. So now here's my question. If Biden let in 5 million aliens, that means that 500 million gallons of water a day are being consumed by people who should not be here. That begs the question, how is this in the best interest of America or Americans? And that's why I started out saying before the first break, I don't like the concept of America first. No, I haven't lost my mind. My thought is it should be about Americans first, because America first means America corporations. The incorporation, so GM exactly. Gets bailed out and they build factories in China, okay? That's why I have a problem with America first. Shouldn't we really be talking about Americans first, Beth Ann? I agree. I agree 100%. And, you know, our founding fathers warned us of all this. You read George Washington. Yep. They've warned us about this, and and we've ignored it. And so, you know, I think part of it goes on the people's shoulders because oh, we've, just, we've given the Congress this uh, free – well, we've just given them free reign, like an empty, you know, like blank checks. That, We're allowed uh, We are not making our employees accountable. And I'll tell you what I do. When I meet members of Congress, I always call them by their first name. You know why? I like to establish the employer-employee relationship early on. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Well, we're headed into break. I hear the music again, and when we come back, we will be in the final segment, Mike. And so, you know, we may not be solving a problem here, but we've got to acknowledge what the problem is. And it goes way back, folks. It goes way, way back. You know, we were all in awe when Hillary Clinton and many others didn't even think that we should have English as our national language. And now you know why. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Michael Cutler, and we will be right back. Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouth-watering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's Vine to Bar chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. 
Hi, I'm Elmer Heinrich. My company sells a nutritional product called Immuno150. If you haven't heard of it, you need to go to the website immuno150.com or call our toll-free number. Now, we sell to thousands of consumers, and our reorder rate is above 94%. Now, many people ask us how we can sell a month's supply of Immuno150 for less than $50 when most of our competition is $70 to $80 a month. It's simple. We don't pay celebrities or testimonial people to say something good about the product. Immuno 150 stands on its own with 70 minerals and 80 other nutrients. It doesn't need any help, and it has more than color, taste, and smell. I am 88 years old, and my wife is 79, both with no dementia, arthritis, or allergies, and no aches or pains of any kind, nothing, all because of Immuno 150. Now, check the number of minerals in the product you take. Don't be surprised if you don't find more than 12. Order Immuno 150 to see what 70 minerals can do for you. Call our toll-free number, 888-316-2224. Hey, pack rat. Yeah, you. Are you moving cross-country and you just don't know who to call? Call us right now. Listen, you've probably seen one of our containers in your neighborhood. But did you know that we can help you move anywhere in the United States? It's real simple. We'll drop a container off at the location you tell us to bring it to. You pack up your valuable possessions at your leisure. They stay safe right in your home. And when you're ready, call us. We'll come and pick up the container and give you a scheduled date of when your furniture and the other possessions will be at your new home. So if you're moving across country or across town, be a pack rat. Join the pack rat family. Call pack rat right now for your free quote. See y'all later, pack rats. 
I is agree. that where we are today? How we're corrupting. You know, I, I wrote an article for Front Page. I hope everyone after the program will go to Front Page Mag, Front Page Magazine, and check out my articles. I also, by the way, host an internet radio program, the Michael Cutler Hour, C U T L E R, the Michael Cutler Hour Blog Talk Radio, 7 p.m. East Coast time uh, on Friday nights. And you could go to my website there and you know click on all the podcasts, and so you could have access to everything that I've and done. And that's Michael Cutler. But I wrote an article. Right? front page, and I called it Radical Democrats Have Become the Adversaries of Freedom. And I quoted the tactics of, the, the, of John F. Kennedy in describing the tactics of the enemies of democracy and freedom operating throughout Latin America. And if you listen to the statement, it seems as though our own government is foisting the same strategies on we the people today. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that is really important for us to understand. Um, he said that the great battleground for the defense and expansion of freedom today is the whole southern half of the globe, right? And he said that they seek to end, uh, they seek an end to injustice, tyranny, exploitation more than they seek an end to the beginning. Uh, and if you read the Kennedy quote, the tactics dividing people up, the use of violence against each other is how they impose tyranny. And that's what we're seeing here, this divide-and-conquer strategy. And it worries me. You know, I'm Jewish. My family was decimated in the Holocaust. And it was the Nazis who told the German people that the Jews are your problem, the gypsies are the problem. They pointed to another segment of the population to pit one German against another German with a great violence following. And you now have Biden comparing illegal aliens running the border with Holocaust survivors. You know, my first wife tragically died of cancer over 30 years ago. It was a loss to the world as well as to me, my son, um, everybody. But her parents were in the concentration camps. And I asked her mother one time, how did it happen? She said, well, everyone kept saying it couldn't get worse. And (laughs) the idea of political asylum, they're overwhelming that asylum program there, the Biden administration. is One of the things that the 9-11 Commission found was that most of the terrorists lied on immigration fraud, uh, immigration documents and immigration visas, and they also claimed political asylum. The very first time I testified before Congress was four and a half years before 9-11. The topic of the hearing was visa fraud and immigration fraud because of the 93 attacks at the, C- at the CIA and the First Trade Center bombing. All involved aliens who came from the Middle East and lied about political asylum, lied about their identities, uh, and, and so forth. And so we're overwhelming the asylum system, and political asylum is very specific. It's not because you come from a country of poverty or you live in a country with violence. That's not a ground for asylum. Political asylum is very limited, very specific, and very narrow. It means that because of your race, your religion, your ethnicity, your sexual orientation, your political beliefs, or your tribal affiliations, you face persecution or worse in your home country, period, full stop. And Biden made it sound as though if you're living in poverty, you have an absolute right to come to America. And by that standard, we would be admitting billions of people. Absolutely. And if you want to look at homelessness and look at drugs, uh, I find it remarkable that we lose 100,000 people to fentanyl poisoning. I don't even call it overdoses because many times the fentanyl is disguised as a candy or a different pharmaceutical. 100,000. That is double the number of people that we've lost uh, the military in, in Vietnam throughout and, the and entire act, war. And what an actions act. have we taken? When was the last time you saw an ad on television warning people about the dangers of drugs the way the cigarette commercials have been so super effective at getting people to stop smoking or the seatbelt commercials to get people to wear seatbelts? 
you know, when there's a mass shooting, we keep hearing about let's go after the guns. Never mind the criminals that pull the trigger. Here's what I'd like to know. When there's a serious car crash and people are killed, one of the first things that's reported on is the blood alcohol level of the driver, the toxicology of the driver. Shouldn't we be talking about toxicology of people who carry out heinous crimes? Because more than likely, they have been operating under the influence of narcotics. So that the extent, the reach of narcotics into the destruction of our country goes well beyond the people who simply die of drug poisoning. It includes the actions that they take, the violence of the cartels, the money that goes from the drug trade to China, to Iran, to fund Hezbollah, to the cartels. Mexico is in a state of war right now within itself. There's a civil war raging, and the death count is outrageous. And well, they yet, say it's... We don't have the, the, the smarts to secure the border. One final point. I'd love to know if there's going to be hearings, if in point of fact the Congress will ask about the vetting process when they keep talking about how many aliens are being processed, being processed. In fact, according to um, the Washington Times a couple of months ago, $15.3 million in that bill was budgeted for the FBI to try to figure out who we let in from Afghanistan. So when we're being told we're vetting these people, and I did another article about how one of the translators in Afghanistan uh, actually was working with ISIS. Yes, And the DOJ didn't even report on it. And they charged the guy with lying on his application for a security clearance, not with providing material support to a terrorist organization, which he did. So understand, we have no idea who we're letting in. We are dispersing them across the United States. And all that the Republicans want to talk about is the Border Patrol. I've yet to hear a single Republican talk about ICE. We have to make that conversation happen. Folks, here's my suggestion. When you hear this program... Get a hold of your congressman. Get a hold of your two senators and ask them why in the world they aren't demanding that ICE be ramped up and let, interior enforcement be let ramped me give up that to number. go after the crooked lawyers, the crooked employers, and the fraud contained in the immigration documents. And by the way, ICE agents are also part of the Joint Terrorism Task Force and the Drug Task Force, right. where I spent 10 years let, of my career going okay. after criminals who come to America to kill us. Hang on, Mike. Let me give that phone number. They can't call them without the phone number. 202 okay. Two zero two 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 four three one two one. That's two zero two 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 four thirty one twenty one. Tell them not just talk about border patrol. Let's talk about ICE agents and let's get them working. Mike, we're out of time. I thank you so much for all that you do. It's just amazing to me <laughs> all the vast knowledge that you have, and and it's just. Um, the American people have got to wake up, and I think they are waking up, but they're kind of in a stupor, and they don't know what to do because we've been well, we've been taken. And I hope my articles can be helpful, my program, your program Absolutely. can be helpful. But get involved, folks, and have conversations with your neighbors. Let's stop fighting with each other. That's what our enemies want. Absolutely, we focus on what makes us most similar. Absolutely, we have a lot more in common than we do have. And you uh, betcha, you betcha. And it is Americans first. You and me. And those that are listening. Thank you, Mike, for all that you do. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We've been visiting with Michael Cutler, a retired INS senior special agent. And he's kind of told exactly what's going on. And it's been going on for a long time. And it's time that we wake up to bring America home.